Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, our topic, you can't take away risk, you can only shift it. Michael, your topic today, what are you talking about? Thanks, Dallas. Um, yeah, look, we, you, hear, you hear people talk all the time about uh, risk and, yeah. and, and what they're referring to generally when they're talking about it in the context of their retirement savings or their superannuation, yeah. they're nearly always talking about market risk. Yep. And, and market risk is, um, yeah, it's, it's the up and down movement of yep. uh, what they're actually invested into. So yep. people say to me all the time, um, oh, is that high risk? Yes. And, and, yep. or, or is that low risk? Yep. Um, so the assumption is that if you, that if you, um, that you, that you can get rid of risk. You can get you, rid of that risk. That you can move out of, out of risky uh, investments. And That's that, right. And that you will have no risk. So you're spot on. Uh, thanks for that, because I was struggling to. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but but no, you're spot on. So so there, there is an assumption there that you can take away risk. Yep. And my yep. statement is that you can't take away risk. You can only shift it. Yep. And yep. what I mean by that is that when you take away yep. things like market risk, yeah. Uh, and, and and what we're referring to there again is that is up and what most people are referring movement. to is the up and down movement. Yeah of um, yep. what they're invested into. So people will say naturally, yep. uh, the closer I get to retirement, the less volatility that I want. Yep. Now, um, the trade-off with that is that the returns are lower as well, yep. which introduces a whole nother risk. Yep. And that risk is um, purchasing power risk, or let's call it running out of running money. Running out of money risk, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, and that, that's, I think, the as you say there, in every other aspect of their lives, people know, people understand that there's no such thing as a free lunch. You, you mm. don't get, if you could just magically move out of, if you could just avoid, a, you know, if you insure your house, you, you, you want to avoid the risk of, I'll be financially ruined if my house burns down. So yes. what you do is you pay an insurance premium, but there's a yep. cost to that. You've got to give something up. That's right. You, you, you are in, in your terms, you're shifting that risk from yourself you are paying the insurance company to take that risk on for you, but you can't get rid of it. There's no, there's no magic way to click your fingers and go, well, I don't want that risk. I'll just, I'll just get rid of it completely. You spot on. Um, I mean, if you'd invested, if you said, I'm going to run the risk yeah. of not insuring my house, yeah. and you'd invested all of your insurance premiums, yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd, yeah. be, you'd, be, you'd be sitting on a, a yeah. healthy yeah. sized investment yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, now, um, certainly not saying do that, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, yeah. but, but that, that's a great example there yeah. because there, there is a, yeah. um, there's certainly a trade-off there. And, and I think in every other aspect, even of our financial lives like with financial planning, people can understand that there's no, again, like keep using that phrase, there's no free lunch, but uh, I, I've, I tell a story about clients of mine, it was really funny actually, that uh, one of them said, you know, we're sick of paying all this maintenance bills on this big house we've got. We, it just costs so much money and insurance and maintenance and it's you know, so much work to keep it up. I said, well, sell it then. I said, well, no, but 
it's our kids' home and we really like having it, you know, it's, it's where they've grown up and we really like having a big house. And, right? so, all right, we'll keep it then. So, yeah, but we don't want to pay all this. <laughs> and this went on three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> Until eventually one of them realised, ah, oh, so what you're saying is just make a decision. There, there's a trade-off here that there's has to be made. Yeah. Make the decision and, and then move on. But there's no, you can't say, I want the big house and I want to, you know, enjoy that, but I don't want to have to, do any maintenance and I don't want to have to pay insurance bills and I don't want any of those sorts of things. So in every other aspect of our life, people can see that there, there is a trade-off that needs to be made and there's a, there's a decision that needs to be made as to whether you shift resources to one area or the other. But I think this is the point that you make and I'd agree with this completely. When it comes to risk as a whole, uh, society, everything that we see on the news, everything that we see in our discussions with people about money, risk only refers to will the price of this thing go up and down? Yes, and, and look, um, to, to be fair as well to um, the consumer, um, our industry yeah. has... Sold I'm going to jump on my soapbox here. Yeah. Our industry <laughs> has has um, been responsible for this yeah. a lot of the time, and it's the compliance departments yeah. of yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the large, yeah. uh, I guess, the large um, financial licensees yeah. that, are, that are really... Um, be yeah. responsible for this as well. So they've, yeah. they've actually, they've, they've added to the problem. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what what you'll find is that, yeah, even, even those, um, this industry has largely yeah. talked about risk yes. as a one-dimensional thing. That's exactly and, and the right. one-dimensional thing is, yeah. um, can you accept the volatility yeah. uh, of your portfolio yeah. moving up and down? Yeah. I, I can, but I can only accept a, yeah, this much know, of it. a 15% yeah. fall, not a yeah. 30% fall. Yeah. Oh, okay, this, this puts you into this category, yeah. which um, yeah. means... So, so never has there been a yeah. discussion, or there is um, yeah. with, with us, like yeah. we have this discussion with our yeah. clients, of course, Yep. The discussion about okay, what, well, what um, the trade-off for that is that there's lower returns, which yeah. means we now have to save more um, money, save more money, spend or you work, yeah. spend less in retirement, yeah. or you work longer. Yeah, I oh, know we don't want to do that. Okay, yeah. well, let's have a look at this now. Yeah. Let's look at the trade-offs yeah. that we can make. So, so, and that's why I, I, there there are a lot of different types of risks, and 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 I actually wrote a couple of blog posts about all the different. I guess the point that. I've written blog posts about all the different types of little risks that apply to things that, that people don't tend to think about and that they need to be aware of when planning for their retirement. But the two big ones, these these two, your market risk and, and running out of money risk, those are the the reason we talk mainly about them is it's such a clear cut trade off. Yeah. You go, you you have to accept you can only shift from one to the other. There is yep. no way there is no way to minimize the and this is, I guess, the thing, again, as, as an industry where we've fallen down in previous years is, is the lack of education around acceptance that this is how it is. It's, yeah. it's very much a where I think a lot of advisors have gone wrong is to try and pretend that, well, we can have our cake and eat it too. We can yeah. get these great UB returns, but no, it'll, the market will never drop. You, you know, you'll, you'll live forever. It's, it's not going to happen. Yes. We, we are better off actually having an, an adult discussion about What's the trade-off of this of these risks, and, yeah. and where are you willing to shift the risk to? So, um, so, so, yeah. Um, to use an example, yeah. Uh, if we if we wind back the clock to the start of two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. and imagine for a moment we have two people that are retired, yep, uh, two separate two separate families, yep. Um, yep. 
Um, one family has uh, their superannuation with Q Super, and they've never made an election yeah. to uh, to invest in anything particular. Yeah. So they've gone Q-Super. into the default option. So they've gone into the default option. Yeah. Um, so uh, they would be shifted into Q Super's lifetime sustained two. Yep. Fund. Um, uh, I'll talk more about target dated funds. This is what's called a target dated fund, yeah. which I yeah. which I think are, are just wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I'll talk more yeah. about that in a minute. But, but I guess that's people would have been shifted automatically into that yeah. fund if they are over fifty eight years of old, yeah. uh, fifty eight years of age, which we yeah. assume they are. They're yeah. retired. They're retiring. Yeah. And they have a balance of more than three hundred thousand dollars. So they would have been moved into the investment strategy yeah. of lifetime sustained. They always, they always sound so good. These investment options, don't they? They do. Like if someone said to me, "And you're sixty-five. Hey, you got to retire now. Do you want your money in the lifetime sustain option? Sounds great. I want to sustain it for my lifetime. That's, that's that, fantastic. That's right. Now, now the hidden thing behind that nice marketing name is, yeah. um, look, what they've assumed for these people. Yeah is that what they want is lower volatility. Yeah, lower market risk. Lower market risk, yeah. Now, what that has come with yeah. over the last decade, yeah. and these are the factual returns yeah. as of QSuper's website, yeah. to the 31st of December yeah. 2019, yeah. the average rate of return per annum uh, yeah. for that per year, yeah. um, for that decade, yeah. has been 3.64%. Yeah. So on average, uh, you know, in, in, in when you started your retirement in 2010, you had your million dollars. Yep. Um, uh, it made a 3.64% return, yep. which was $36,400. Yep. Um, hey, you actually needed to spend $60,000 if you were the average yep. uh, retiree yep. of our yep. clients at yep. that point in time. So, so your balance has dropped from a million dollars to 975. That's the problem. You've, you've gone backwards straight away. Yep. So you, you, you've now, you spent 60, you made 36,400. Yep. Um, so you're on the back foot straight away. So yep. for 2011, yep. you um, still require $60,000. Hey, you probably need a bit more. You probably need 61,000 because yep. costs went up. Yep. So um, you still get that three point six four percent average rate of return, yep. but it's on a lower starting balance. Yep. So, um, so your your yep. your income's gone up, yep. um, but your returns in dollar value yes. have gone backwards and, um, and have and, gone down. And this is what we what we talk about. Why this is to uh, for us because we're dealing with this all the time. We can see that this is for most people the biggest risk that they need to be aware of is that. You can see very quickly that if you start with a capital base of your retirement savings and in that first year you dip straight into that, every year that goes on, things get more expensive with inflation and that's kind of what we talk about, purchasing power risk. Your costs are going to go up every year. Things get more expensive every year. Yep, absolutely. And you're having to draw more income out of a shrinking retirement savings balance. So your million dollars has dropped to 975 and then next year it's 950 and every year your costs are going up and up and up and your return on that it's going down and down and down. That's that's exactly right. So so basically, if you fast forward to, um, so you would have had to do one of two things. You would have had to keep taking yep. sixty thousand dollars yep. next to inflation. Yeah. At which point, uh, you, at you the end of, of two thousand nineteen, you're you're almost out of money. Yeah. Um, so uh, I haven't done the exact no. sums on that, but yeah. but but you, but you have bad. roughly a hundred thousand dollars. The, the, te- the technical yeah. term for it is bad. It's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I mean I think. Uh, certainly, that's extremely risky. Yeah, because you're almost run out of money well, ten years into an average thirty-year retirement. Yeah. Well, um, or the other the other option, part yeah. B of that, yeah. is that you would have had to have shaved your um, 
income that you can draw from yep. your fund and live on down from sixty thousand dollars to thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, and just uh, live on that and, and live on that. Now, yep. I think that's extremely risky as well. Yep. Obviously, that 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 takes away um, any travel. It, ta- yep. it, it takes away so well, many choices. It's probably one of those things where you get it may not necessarily be risky, but geez, it's not fun. It's not very, fun. Very unpleasant yeah. for yeah. most people. Yeah. And, and, and I guess the other thing is not realistic is the other one. And not realistic is that if you, if you were to say, I want, I want, no, I don't want, again, when I say it's not risky, that's probably not true because as you said, you can't take away that risk, you can only shift it. If you, you said, shift it. I've got that million dollars, I want to be in the lifetime sustained to option because I, I don't want any market risk, I want, to, want that very, uh, what, I, what, you know, what I consider a safe return and I don't want any purchasing power risk. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to spend the the return on that on that uh, on that money. The, the risk that you have then is your retirement looks nothing like you like you want it to be. No, no, no one's sitting there going, "Geez, I'd love to I'd like to be living on thirty grand a year in retirement." It's just not what people want, and so the risk is that you can't live the lifestyle you want. It, it's really difficult to Dallas to um, to talk to people uh, about their retirement and for them to visualise themselves living thirty years in yes. their retirement and living yeah. a healthy thirty years yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, we all know how fast this last decade decade went. Uh, you know, we're in two thousand and twenty. Yeah. Uh, as we record this in January two thousand twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we. Everyone listening, I'm going to say, has said, where did that last 10 years go? Yeah. Because it's the thing yeah. that you... So if you retired in 2010, yeah, um, yeah, yeah when you, you you picture yourself as a very old person 10 yeah. years in your retirement, you're yeah. not. No. Yeah, you're, no, you're, 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 you're now here yeah. um, in 2020. You're still a young person. Yep. Um, you still have, uh, on average, the ability to travel overseas. Yep. Um, yeah. You, you have the health to do that. Well, and... Yeah, uh, you just don't have the money yeah. if you're in the wrong fund. That's right, so, and, so. and that's I think the with the you see a lot of uh, a lot of these things with the with the trade-off with these risks. Because when we talk about this with people, is that it, it's an uncomfortable um, decision to make. So it, it's easier people make the and this is a very common sort of joke and comment that, that people make to us where we go, okay, well, if you're going to get that return, if you're going to get a three point six return moving forward. You're going to run out of money in, you know, 10, 12 years' time, and you'll be seventy-seven. Oh, that's right. I'll be dead by then. Yeah. And and you hear it again and again, and then you say to that person, "Well, are your parents alive? Oh, well, mum's still kicking, and she's yeah. she's ninety-two. Okay. It, it, it is like it's really, really difficult for people to to mm. picture themselves, you know, spending yeah, uh, a long time in their retirement. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so so the look alternatively. Um, you know, we started this business back in 2010, yeah. and and um, the the people uh, that we took on as clients that yeah. were retiring at that point in time or yeah. working towards their retirement, yeah. um, look for for 99 of them, we had the discussion. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we had the discussion with 100, percent but yeah. for 99 <laughs> percent of them, yeah. Um, look, look, it it became something. Uh, that they just had to get their head around that yep. that we needed to accept some sort of market volatility. Yep. Uh, because they just didn't have the resources, either yep. the length of time between now yep. and, and when they were going to retire, well, or the, the disposable income, yep. or the superannuation balance. They didn't have the disposable income. Yep. Uh, sorry, they didn't have the resources yep. to, to, to be able to succeed any, any with more. a 3.64% rate of return yep. on average. So, yep. so we needed, um, yep. yeah, we've always set a target with our clients conservatively yep. of 
we want to achieve a return of, of an average of 8% yeah. uh, per annum yeah. uh, net of all costs. So, yeah. so and, and, and that's the return that most, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not that we're singling our clients out and saying, this yeah. is your problem. Yeah. It's the problem of 97% of retirees yeah. in Australia. That's right. Like there's, and, and that's, there's a limited 3%, yeah. yes. I'm guessing, that yeah. have the financial re- yeah. resources to, to be able to accept and a you know a 3% rate of return. And that, that's exactly right, is that if someone came in to, if someone came in to see me at 65 with $20 million in the bank and said, I'm just going to put that in a return deposit and get a, get a 2% return on that, that's fine. Yeah. If, if you, and, and they want to spend 100 grand a year, they're fine. They're never going to run out of money anyway. Yes. The reality is most people cannot afford to make that decision. And, and that's, I guess, the, the point that we're making here is that that's a decision that needs to be made. It, it, it's, not, it's not magic. It's, it's not magic. A, it's a it's trade-off. A, it's a trade-off and it's a discussion. It's a decision that needs to be made. Um, so, yeah, with, with the high-growth fund that we've selected, which is well and truly diversified, look, yeah. Um, I really and, can't go into the yeah. investment strategy of that yeah. uh, right but now it, because it could be seen as giving advice yeah. to people that I haven't met. Yeah. Um, that's but, actually averaged over that same time frame yeah. a 9.12% yeah. rate of return per annum. Yeah. So these people live a very different yes. retirement. So they started with the same million dollars, yep. um, but instead of getting a 3.64% rate of return, they got a 9.12% yeah. rate of return on average, yeah. you know, first year of the retirement, yeah. they made $90,000 yeah. um, yeah, as a return. As a return, yeah. and they spent $60,000. Yep. Um, year two, a million and thirty thousand. They started with a million and thirty thousand dollars. Yep. And they, they got, got a 9.12% yeah. rate of return. They made, yeah. you know, yeah. a bit over $90,000. Yeah. Again, and, uh, and, 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 and uh, well, $91,000. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they spent sixty one thousand yep. yep. in the same example. So they started yep. they started off on the right foot, not on the back foot, on the yes. front foot. And that's a great point because in that first, where I think this is dangerous is in the first year or two, it probably doesn't look that different. So mm. at the end of year one, uh, a couple that followed the strategy that they've got a million and thirty uh, million and thirty thousand dollars. The other couple's got nine hundred and seventy five. They're probably both thinking we're in the same boat, roughly. Yes, but very quickly. You go. One of one of you is the trajectory of where you're heading is not good, yeah. and the other one you will never run out of money. That's right. And yeah. that's that's kind of obviously this is all very simplified. And as you said, we can't get into too much detail about that. But this isn't magic of what we're saying here to get a higher return. It's not that we're geniuses who can no. you know, pick and choose where's this U-Butte investment. It's just about having an adult rational discussion about okay, well, do we need to accept more volatility, more of that market risk? so that we minimise the impact of purchasing power risk and minimise the, the likelihood of you running out of money. That's right. And, and, and has our high growth fund been more volatile than the key super lifetime sustained two fund? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That, so there's been times during that 10 years that yeah. it's, it's dropped yes. um, by a significant amount. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and, and yeah, that's another discussion that we have up front with our clients as well. We say, you know, yeah. It is at times going to drop yeah. up to fifty-seven percent. Yeah, yeah, you because know, that's what happened with the global financial crisis. It, yeah. was, a, it was a drop yeah. of fifty-seven yeah. percent uh, nominally yeah. and temporarily yeah. uh, before it rebounded yeah. and um, has grown to new highs. But yeah. but 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 but, but yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what we have. That's a good point as well because what you find is that when we're looking at um, when we're looking at such a short time frame, again, if you look at over the course of that first year, the the people who are on track to run out of money getting a three point six percent return, and that's that's just the facts of like we said, if they draw that income out they and, and get that return, they will run out of money. Yep. 
um, they probably feel very comfortable because at the end of that first year, the, the higher growth strategy, it might have, you know, we say they got a 9% return, but as you said, it, it's not a nice, neat no, 9% this is an every average. year. This uh, is, so at the end of that first year, their million dollars may have, they might have drawn $60,000 and it might have dropped to 800000 Yes. And so you can, you can sort of see why people go, well, this is terrible. I don't want that. Yeah, I, I want the nice, the nice smooth line, even though it's a sm- nice smooth line down into nothing. It's down into nothing, yeah. But that's, I guess, a part of that trade-off is why this is such a hard decision to make is that it's easy to get focused on the short term and on the worry about that, that short-term movement rather yes. than looking at what's the, what's the likely trajectory of my, of my retirement savings and what do I want to happen over the next 30 years. That, that's right. And, and, and um, they're fighting the wrong dragon, really, aren't they? Yeah. So they're fighting the market risk dragon because yeah. they think that's yeah. the, the yeah. they think the closer. Yeah. And again, our industry is yeah. at fault here yeah. uh, because they have told people, yeah. uh, and there's been a rule of thumb, yeah. the closer you get to retirement, yeah. the lower risk, risk you yeah. want. Yeah. And, and that's why I thought it would be a good topic because yeah. you can't take that risk away. No. You can only shift it to other areas. So. So lower risk. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in a lower risk fund. Yeah. Um, hey, that's only returned three point six four percent, which yeah. was which yeah. was half of what I needed. Yeah. Um, so over the first ten years of my thirty year retirement, yeah. I've actually run my money down to yeah. virtually nothing. Yeah. And and that's again, it's not to the point of what we're saying today is not to say, hey, forget about market risk completely. Forget about volatility. It doesn't matter because it does matter. You know. It does mean? matter. Yeah. The, the reality is that. It's, it's still a part of it. We, we can't, again, if we sit here and go, oh yeah, we've got a nice, neat 9.12% return. That's not, that's not the reality of what happened. It no, was up and down. It's absolutely and, not the reality. But so a, part of, a part of our planning is about going, these are the two risks that we really need to think about with our retirement yeah. savings. We need to have a discussion about what the trade-off is that we're willing to make. Yeah. And then we need to, whichever one of those risks we have accepted more of, we need to adjust the plan based on that. that yeah. You know the level of each of those risks involved. So, if you are going to be 100% invested in growth assets, and and you go, I'm I'm going to take on all market risk, no purchasing power risk. Well, you have to have a plan in place for when for when those drops happen, that's and, right. and when things are going. You know when there's that boom bust cycle, because that's the risk that you accepted. Exactly, but, and and it's a when not if. Thing. That's right. It's and it's it's when the yeah. market falls. Yeah. And when my investments drop yeah. 30%. Yeah. Or 40%. Yeah. Or yeah, fifty-seven percent. Yeah, temporarily. Then what am I? What, 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 am I what, what is my strategy then? Yes, yeah. and that, that's exactly right. But I think what happens is most people are. That's a risk that's front and center in people's minds, and they're yeah. aware that there's decisions that need to be, or a plan that needs to be put in place for that. Whereas when you're talking to people about, you know, the running out of money risk or purchasing power risk of, okay, you you've got, you've got your money invested in a way that you've got three point six percent return. You are going to run out of money in 12 years' time. What are you going to do? And they make a comment, oh, I'll be dead by then. You won't be. That's, no. not, that's not the that's that, that, not planning that's a, it's for It's effectively that. burying your head in the yeah. sand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah because you, you, yeah. you're saying, I, I, I don't want to yeah. make a decision on this now. It's become too hard to make a decision. Yeah. So um, I'll bury my head in the sand effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, and that's, I guess, all we're, all we're talking about with all this risk. And that's why I think it is a, it's a great title is that you can't take it away. Either either of these, there is no magic bullet that we have as an advisor. It'd be fantastic if we had some way to, and and it's sort of a bit of running joke in our industry, when someone promises you know, growth asset returns without the volatility. Yeah. No, you no. cannot have that. Anyway, anytime someone promises you that, you should turn around and run the other way. Yes, don't walk, run. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so so absolutely, because there is, uh, and we're very careful to have that discussion with people and, and have that that trade off. There will be volatility, yeah. um, and hey, we're not we're not lunatics. So yeah. a lunatic would say, let's take on all this volatility yeah. for no, no the thrill of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but we we no, we, we, why volatility would be taken on yeah. is because a higher return yeah. is required. Yeah. Um, with someone's level of resources to yep. be able to fund their yep. likely yep. twenty to thirty year retirement, that's right. um, as opposed to running out of money yep. uh, in the first third yep. of their of their retirement. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, I just had another thought, but it's gone now. <laughs> Say something, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, oh, sorry, I've got it now. Right. So um, this now this isn't a a bagging of industry funds. No. However, um, and, and this is a government problem. So this is, so um, legislation has come in uh, in the recent in recent years from yes. the government yep. to say that people that uh, are in superannuation funds and haven't made an election as yep. to where they want their money invested, so they've just yep. gone into the default fund. Yeah, those funds have to offer a my super yes option. Yeah, uh, now. Most of the time, those my super options are what they call or what they refer to as a target dated fund. Yeah, which is exactly what we're talking about here. And what we're talking about here is as you as you hit certain age brackets, yep. they're going to change your investment strategy. Yep. Um, unbeknownst to you, yep. sometimes yep. Um, they probably will send documentation, but not always. Yeah. And, and you probably won't read it. Yeah. Um, but they're going to change your investment strategy. Yep. Into a lower, um, a lower volatility, lower yes. returning strategy yep. over time. So, uh, for example, Q Super Lifetime Sustain Two, which is the fund that we have quoted here as earning an average rate of return as per Q Super's website uh, of three point six four percent per annum uh, for per, uh, to for the decade yep. uh, to thirty first of December two thousand nineteen. Um, so uh, again, on Q Super's yep. uh, site, it says if you're over 58 years old and have a balance of yep. more than $300,000, we will invest your money in the Sustain Two, the Lifetime Sustain Two. Yep. Uh, this option is designed for short-term investors who are close to or in retirement. So, which hear their language. Which so, doesn't make any sense. So you're a short-term investor um, yep. who's close to or in retirement now. Um, I can appreciate where Q Super are coming from. Yeah. So, so they've got a bunch of, yeah. um, I guess, uh, customers. Yeah. We'd, we'd say I'd say customers, not clients. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of customers that um, have been defaulted into their fund. Yeah. Because they've worked for the government. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the the, the, the state yeah. government yeah. in Queensland. Um, they they are a potential. I mean, what Q Super is doing here is. Covering their own backside. Yeah. So, so they're basically saying, yeah, there's all these people that have been pushed into this fund. Yeah. Um, we're going to assume that not many of them know yep. uh, about market risk yep. and, and volatility. Yeah. And if we, uh, if, if if we on our report show them that they've their funds dropped by thirty or forty percent. Yeah. Then yep. we have a, a liability yep. on our hands here uh, yep. waiting to happen. So yep. what we'll do is we'll just make the blanket assumption yep. that as they get older, yep. the lower yep. uh, volatility that they want. Yep. Um, and as we know, though, that yep. comes with lower yep. returns. Now, no yep. one's, as far as I know, no one's ever been sued, sued for low volatility, low returns. No. I, I don't know if they well, have. Like, but, it, but, it would be interesting <laughs> one because, as we said, you, you then they are not 
you notice that there's nowhere where they're saying there is no there's no risk. What the, what they're no. effectively doing there is transferring that risk from volatility to running out of money risk. And yes. that, and that's exactly what we're talking about. And I think that this can be frustrating sometimes. With uh, it often sounds like we're canning industry funds, but we can every fund who has the same who uses the same sort of language, which yes. is that uh, we can magically take away all the pain. Mm. And and that's not how it is. So what you what you find is and this really is frustrating when you look at I've written I've written blog posts and articles and all sorts of things about this. When when you see an ad on TV where they go, our fund returned this amount, your fund did nothing of the sort. Yeah. You you your default or your balance fund or whatever it is, yeah. it was invested in a range of different asset classes. That's some right. of them are higher volatility, higher return. Some yeah. of them are lower volatility, lower return. Yeah. The mix of assets that you're investing into is, is the real determining factor for how much, what was that return. Yeah. Whether you just happened to outperform, if it, it doesn't actually matter in terms of, you might have jagged a lucky year or not. And also, what return you got in that year, that doesn't, that doesn't tell people whether they're gonna run out of money in retirement or not. Absolutely that not. It tells them nothing. It's just an easy metric, and human beings, we love to just have a metric that we can jump on. So it's easy yeah. to go, geez, Sun Super did this, or you know, MLC Super did this. With some, yeah. there is, none of these super funds are actually doing any of these things. No. They are just, they are just uh, replying to the mandate of our, of our government and our society. So yeah. this is, I guess, the thing of, it comes back to something we talk about a lot, which is that as, a, as someone planning for your retirement, you have to have an internal locus of control. Yes. You, are, you are responsible for your retirement. It's not, it's not enough to throw your hands up and go, oh, well, QSuper's taking care of that for me because they're not taking care of that no, for you. They're All they're doing is responding to what I would consider sort of career risk of, yes. geez, we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to have the hard conversation with people about saying, hey, you need to take on some more volatility because you are going to run short of where you need to be to retire. They're, not, they're just not having that conversation. They're going, it's just easy to keep everyone happy and, and invest yeah, in this way. That's right. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 yes, and also to be fair to QC, but it's not it's not just them; it's no, everyone. No, that's right. Um, so, look, if you're listening to this and um, at any age, but particularly in your fifties, yeah, and um, you, you haven't made a nomination as to where your superannuation funds. Uh, have been invested and I'm not talking about whether you're invested in QSuper or SunSuper I'm talking about um, the investment strategies inside of that Um, or if you see my super anywhere on your statement and again I'm not saying these are necessarily bad but but you have to have you have to look deeper into it you have to deep dive now into that and say Okay, um, what is this thing actually invested into? Yeah, what mix of assets? Uh, what mix of assets? And, and is it appropriate a, for me and what I want to achieve? That's a great point because you you may look at all that, do all the research, and talk to someone about it, and you might you might in the end work out that the mix of assets that you're investing in is perfect for you, and that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it seems very unlikely of all of the different options of things that you could be invested into, of all of the different uh, risks that you could trade off, all the rest of it. It's very unlikely that the the one that you've been defaulted into is, is the right fit for you. Yes. And th- that's, I guess, uh, the point that I'd make uh, uh, in, in sort of wrapping up is that it's like a lot of things that we talk about, not making a decision is still a decision. So there's a, there's a real human tendency to go, I don't want to change out of what I'm defaulted into because that way if things go wrong, I can point the finger at someone. I can yeah. point to QSuper and go, oh, well, they stuff that up. Whereas if yeah. I make a decision, and change that investment strategy, then I have to be, I might have to live with the fact that I've made the wrong decision. 
And so that's the big thing that I'd say is most people aren't aware that there is a decision to be made about how that superannuation is invested, but there is. Yeah. And so you've got no excuse now. You've listened to this podcast. You know that that's a decision. <laughs> if you choose to now um, not make a decision, stick your head in the sand, not sort of think anything about it or, or don't, you don't want to think about it, you need to accept that you have you have made a decision yeah, made a by decision. doing that. Yeah, that's right. So, look, if you'd like help in that decision, um, we certainly offer a um, complimentary uh, meeting. Yeah, uh, and we're, there's nothing hard sell about us. No. So, uh, well, yeah, we, we, people come in, um, they they bring their superannuation statements in. Yeah, um, we look at it. We ask what they what yeah. they. We, you know, we have yeah. a a a, um, a yeah. process where we yeah. are able to prompt them and extract them, uh, yeah. extract out of them. Yeah. what they want to achieve yeah. uh, in their retirement yeah. and certainly they leave that meeting yeah. uh, informed yeah. and, and knowing what they need to do as the next step. And that, that's a good point that there's no hard sell there because as we've just said, there's nothing to sell. We don't have a magic bullet. No, we, we don't have a magic bullet. We can only, we can only you'll, have the conversation You'll absolutely go through some pain if yeah. you become a client of it. You'll have to give up some money every single paycheck. Yeah, you'll have uh, to, to take put into your superannuation You'll have to you'll accept have to, one of these you'll risks. To, <laughs> you'll have to accept a mix of them. But I think that's exactly right, is that that uh, it's probably good news and bad news for people, is that if we said we had a magic bullet, we've just told people to run the other way. But yeah. there, there's, not a, there's not a situation where people come in and meet with us and we go, we can solve all your problems, get rid of every risk, yeah. um, make it so that you don't have to give up anything you can do. You can achieve all your wildest dreams with no, no pain at all. That's, yes. Again, that's not, most people are, are, are adult enough to go, that's not how life works. That's yeah, right. Well, and and silly, I mean, just had, we were just talking about this this morning. Um, it's like the weight loss pill, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> there is right. no such thing as a weight loss pill. No. But these superannuation funds are yeah. reporting that there is. Yes. Um, you, yep. can, you can, have, you can yeah. have it all. Yeah. No um, risk. So, you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're a, certainly, as financial advisors, we're... Um, your toughest, uh, where your toughest personal trainer that you've ever had, there yeah. will be pain yeah. um, if you end yeah. up becoming a client of ours, yeah. of course. But well, and but, but I guess the point is, there will be pain whether you whether you meet with a financial advisor or if you don't. There'll, there'll be pain regardless. If, if you Absolutely. don't, if you don't Absolutely. do, if you yeah. don't do what you need to, and you run out of money, uh, you know, yeah. ten years into your retirement, there's pain there as well. Yeah, so, this so, is the world we live in. There's pain all around. Absolutely. So, so if we go back to those examples, the the person with the um, lifetime sustain yep. fund that earned three point six four percent, they're nearly out of money. Yep. Um, ten years into their retirement. Yep. Hey, um, our clients that average yep. that nine point one two percent rate of return yep. uh, and took the sixty thousand dollars a year indexed. Um, yep. Look, they they have way more than they started with yep. right now. They yep. they have yeah. It's yep. it's uh, again yep. I don't have the exact numbers, no. but it's well over the million dollars. Yeah. That yeah. They again, with in, in technical grown. terms, it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, first one's bad. Yep. The second one's good. So yeah, uh, yep. um, that. Yeah, absolutely, they've gone through yeah. um, pain along the way to get to that balance and to yeah. grow that balance. Yeah. But um, it's 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 their, their the, prognosis looks a lot better. It looks a lot better. It yeah. looks a lot better. So um, you can get in touch with us at Lighthouse Advisors with an E R S. So uh, Lighthouse Advisors with an E dot um, com dot au. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.